0: We live in a world where it's offensive to preach the gospel of Jesus and to talk about his name, and I'm here to talk about it. Welcome to the Jesus is Offensive podcast. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Jesus is Offensive podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Werfelman. I hope you're having a great Friday. And today, I have my father on. You want to say what's up? Hi, everyone. What a blessing it is to be here. There he is. And uh, he was actually on episode 10 of last season. This is episode 10 today. A lot of things kind of got messed up. We, I wanted to have someone else on the podcast, and things got kind of pushed around. But we've been planning to do this episode for a while now, yeah, it
1: seems like right? dragging it out. Yeah, we've
0: been dragging it out a little bit. Um, uh, and like I said in the last one, we've been kind of busy, but um, we're finally here. Uh, it's Sunday, and we're recording this, but today we're actually going to be talking about the fear of the Lord, which um, is something we're both passionate about talking about, and uh, we just feel, feel like it's a message that especially for young people they need to hear. Um, and yeah, but before we go into that, I'm just going to say a quick little prayer. Uh, I don't have a lot of updates for this week. This will be the last episode of this season, and then uh, we'll take probably like two weeks off, and then we'll be back with the next season. So yeah, let's uh, let's step into a prayer real quick. Dear Lord God, I, I thank you so much once again for this podcast and for all the listeners that are listening right now, God, and and uh, I just pray that you would bless this message today, God. That um, first joint message we've done, and um, that we, it would have it would be fun, and that. Uh, It would also be encouraging and also be enlightening to those that uh, have maybe not heard a message like this. And Lord God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just be moving in each and every one of the people listening. Uh, that it would be leading them to truth and that it would be opening their eyes to just the complexities of your character as we talk about the fear of the Lord. Um, something that a lot of people can get turned off on. God, that we would just see that, um, all of these parts make up who you are. It's not just the love. It's not just the fear. It's so many things that make up who you are. So we're just scratching a, a certain part of your surface, God. So just please open up hearts and minds to this maybe challenging message, Lord. And we thank you. And we pray this all in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. So before we kind of get into conversation, I thought maybe we should define uh, the term of fear. So when I was kind of doing a quick little study, um, the word that is used in the Bible when they describe fear for uh, having fear for God is this word yira. I think it's, I think it's Hebrew. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but basically, uh, and this is the kind of crazy thing is that I didn't even expect, but when we were kind of prepping, we talked about this, how the first definition actually is having terror or fear of something. And I think that's like the first thing that can throw some people off because it's like, Oh wow. that okay. We're supposed to have like terror about God, but there's anxiety. Yeah, exactly. Like anxiety. And, um, but there's a few other things also that come along with it that I kind of jotted down, which are reverence, uh, respect, Piety was one of them, which is uh, similar to, um, it's like the, uh, action of showing respect, but I wanted to just define like respect, uh, is a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something, uh, elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements, right? So when you respect someone, it usually is a respect that's earned. Um, you know, I respect you dad, because of what you've done for me. And, uh, like it says, your abilities, your qualities, your achievements, how you treat other people, I respect you because of that. And that makes you act a certain way. And reverence is kind of the same. It's a deep respect for someone or something. So it's it's deep. Like, and that's why I like to use well, I think we like to use reverence when we talk about the fear of God, because it's even deeper than respect. It's this like deep, deep, deep bond like to the core of like knowing that if God, if we trust that he's fully good, then we'll have this incredible respect for this person that no matter what they do, it's right. Um, yeah. Do you want to add anything to that?
1: No, that's really good. That, that's, yeah.
0: So the one thing we kind of wanted to do before we just jump off, cause we're just going to be, we've both prepared some, uh, scriptures and passages that we want to talk about. Uh, I thought we, would we, we should probably start with Proverbs one and, uh, it's a very famous verse, but I think it's, actually a really big key because I think a lot of people are kind of turned off to the fear of the Lord, you know? And uh, when they hear that, it's like, oh no, I don't, I'm okay. I'd rather be on the love side.
1: Or they want to call it a good fear. It's right. A good fear.
0: Right. It's yeah, exactly. I think we even dummy down the, the definition of fear a little bit to being like, oh, you know, it, like I said, it's just respect. But like I said, the the first definition of fear is or, I mean, the first definition of uh, the word in the Hebrew they use to describe the fear of God is about terror and about like a frightening fear. Um, so we have to marry the, the two together that it is respect, but it's also, for instance, I, it's actually cool that I have you on today, dad, because, you know, I have a certain fear for my dad. It's not like, um, one of, uh, like he's going to be mean to me for no reason. But, like, if I don't do the things that he asked me, I can expect punishment, right? There's like a fear there to be like, okay, I should do this because of this. You well, know kind what I'm yeah,
1: kind of like, you know, the law and getting a ticket to do something. Yeah. I mean, you kind of fear getting a ticket. Because then you're going to go to a court, you might get fined, or you might go to jail. Mm -hmm. So justice will be done. In order for justice to be done, there's going to be a little bit of fear. That's a good point. We don't steal things because we know it's wrong. But also the fact that if we do get caught, we're going to go to jail or there's that fear. And
0: And there's that connection then to Jesus because Jesus is the judge. So it would make sense that we're afraid of the person who, you know, has the power to, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, we're going to talk about that here in one sec, uh, going back to Jesus. But I just want to say, so as we know, Proverbs 1, 7, this has actually repeated multiple times throughout the Bible, but um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, right? But fools despise wisdom and discipline. So I think of fools not only being just people that don't know God, and I don't mean to call them fools, but you know, more so f- fools in the most um simplistic way of defining it meaning like lacking of knowledge like but fools despise wisdom and discipline so there's a lot of people that are in the church today or people that you know say that they you know love jesus but they are lacking or even despising of wisdom and discipline discipline's a big one like they're not wanting to actually live it out they're just wanting to say you know i believe or you know i go to church but we're why I think we want to talk about fear today is because you read right here, the fear of the Lord is what? The beginning of knowledge. So without fear, you can't even begin to have knowledge about God because it's literally comes at the very beginning of knowing who God is comes with having fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm, you great. know? Yeah. Um so let's hop over to Deuteronomy six, one through nine. We're gonna be in the old testament a lot today. <laughs> Um, But we are going to connect it to Jesus, which I'm really excited about. So um, I'll read this one, Dad, and then you can read the next one. Sure. Um, Yeah,
1: because I think you're going to – this is right after Moses got the Ten Commandments, correct? Yes. Yeah.
0: So let's see. So let's start at, we'll go one through nine and then we'll go over to 13 through 19. It's a, it's a little bit of a lot, but just again, like, like you said, this is after Moses has given the 10 commandments to the Israelites um, and that's why he starts out by saying, these are the commands, decrees and laws. The Lord, your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess so that your children and their children after them may what fear the Lord, your God, as long as you live by keeping all his decrees. So you fear the Lord, how by keeping all of his decrees and commands that I give you and so that you may enjoy long life Hero O Israel, and be careful to obey that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, uh, the God of your fathers promised you. So something I want to quickly point out is, um, he says, yeah, you want to go ahead, Don?
1: Yeah. I just, I mean, I I want to also recognize that he's giving a blessing in there too, that Mm -hmm. it goes well with you and you may enjoy long life. I mean, this is, I mean, this is, also, he's saying, listen, all you got to do is if you're obeying my commands, this is a good thing. This is a, mm-hmm. a blessing for you. And this is what I'm going to bless you with.
0: Right. Right. It's not just like fear the Lord yeah. because he's this mean guy. It's like, no, if you fear the Lord, he'll actually bless you for that. And it's it's a very like, if you do this, you you get this kind of, just like how you were saying, like if you steal, you get jail. It's There's a cause and effect to right. kind of everything. Right, And kind of the thing that I wanted to point out on top of that was like, like I was kind of breaking down when I was reading is that uh, fear the Lord, your God, as long as you live, how by keeping his decrees and commands. So and when you fear the Lord, what are you going to do? You're going to obey him. You're going to keep his commands. And like you said, dad, what will happen if you do that? Um, you may enjoy long life, right? And it will go well with you in the land. Uh, you will increase uh, greatly in the land flowing with milk and honey. So we're seeing, how the fear of the Lord, just like he said, it's the beginning, right? When you fear the Lord, you obey. When you obey, you receive. Um, And then going on, hear, O Israel. And again, he is talking to the Israelites, but God is the same yesterday, today, forever, right? So although, yes, this was his promise to the Israelites, he said that we're grafted in. So um, many of the ways that he acts are still applied to us. Like when we do this, He gives us this. So I
1: I think that is super important what you just said, Taylor. Just only the fact that, you know, a lot of times that, well, that's the Old Testament, that's the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. So to understand the character of God, we have to go into the Old Testament. And even though, you know, it's not just saying, okay, God's this, that, and the other thing, we see by his response, by what he tells them, how he tells them to live and act, Mm -hmm. then we can understand his character and see what he's looking for. And I mean, he was patient with the israelites he was long you know he's long suffering waiting for you to turn and come and back to him in repentance and i think it's so good to see god's heart by understanding the old testament Mm -hmm. and getting deep in the old testament because jesus when he was quoting scripture he's quoting the old testament right you know so if he's quoting it there's a reason why we need to understand who god is is. well and
0: i think of what david boston always says that it's like when you read the Old Testament, all the stories are about God. They never really talk about the characters. There's like two books, I think. I forget the, which ones. But that just talk about the characters and never talk about God. But mainly, the reason they pick these random events is it's because where God showed up. So mm-hmm. if you really want to know God,
1: you should look at where he showed up and all those things. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's like, he, um, he also has that saying, um, the Old Testament is the New Testament oh, um, revealed in the Old Testament. The New Testament is the Old Testament concealed, or is it the other? I think way it's around? the other way around. Yes. So the Old Testament is, is the, the concealed new, part yes. of the New
0: Testament. Like it's it's the mysteries, right, with all the prophecy, yes. and then the New Testament is revealed. It's so
1: revealing it, yeah. all, yes.
0: And that's why going off topic a little bit, like you look at Acts two thirty eight, for instance, all of these people all of a sudden in a day turned to God. Why? Because they knew the Old Testament. So when it was finally what revealed to their eyes, they were like, "This makes sense." So it actually adds a lot more depth to the New Testament when you know the Old Testament because you understand everything that was playing out before yes. Jesus actually came. Mm. So, anyways, like I said, going back, we're grafted in and and G- God works the same and we are now his people. So, you know, not uh, we're not in replacement theology where it's like, well, we're the Israelites now, but um, in a way, we've come into the same blessing covenant, and yeah. covenant. Yeah, Hero Israel, uh, verse 4, the the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses on the gates. So I'm going to read one more section, but I want to say there, you see that right after he's saying, fear the Lord, he's talking about loving the Lord and he almost equates the two together. And we know from first John five, three, um, that John says, this is love to God that we obey his commands, mm-hmm. right? So how do you fear God? You obey him. How do you love God? You obey him. So actually Fear and love, it's pretty unique that they're actually acting in a similar way together, that when you love God, you obey him. When you fear God, you obey him. Um, And I'm going to go one level deeper, but I want to just get through verses 13 through 19. Uh, So skip down just a bit. Fear the Lord your God. Serve him only and take your oaths in his name. Do not follow other gods. The gods of the peoples around you, for the Lord your God, who is among you, is a jealous God, and His anger will burn against you, and He will destroy you from um, from the face of the land. So that is what you're fearing, right now. Yeah, that sounds big and scary, but it's it's true that. God has the power to, to judge you and wipe you off the land. So you're any major power in the world, you're going to fear. It's like how most of the worlds fear the United States. That doesn't mean we're mean people. It's that we have a lot of power. So with power comes a certain amount of fear. Um, so, and respect. And respect, exactly. So then just finishing, do not test the Lord your God as you did at Massa. Be sure to keep the commands of the Lord your God and the stipulations and decrees he has given to you. Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight. Why? So that it may go well with you, and you may go in and take over the good land that the God that the Lord promised on oath to your forefathers, thrusting out all your enemies before you, as the Lord said. So again, just getting our base for the discussion we're going to have today is that fear. We fear God, why? Because He has the power to um, wipe us out. He will judge us in in the end, right? Um, and it shows that all through the Old Testament, right? He took out, well, actually, even through the New Testament, you know, what was the couple's name that he killed? um, Um, Ananias and
1: and Sapphira. Was it?
0: it Ananias and Sapphira, you know, even in the New Testament, they lied, and right there, he struck them dead. Um, You are fearing a God who has the power to do that, but he's not a tyrant. He's not someone who is going to do that for no reason. That's why it says if you obey him, which if you fear him, that will make you obey him, and if you obey him... Things will go great for you because he's again he's not um, just this like tyrant that uh, just out on a whim is going to like you know curse someone for no reason no but he's saying if you don't fear him well by that if you don't fear him you won't respect him and if you don't respect him you won't take him seriously if you don't take him seriously you won't obey him and because of that he will wipe you out whether it's on earth or when you are judged um, in the end so anyways I just kind of wanted to. Uh, talk about that and it, you know if you equate the fear of God with the the love of God well we know that perfect love casts out fear which means if fear and love are almost the same thing if i fear the lord I love the lord then i will not be afraid of anything else because I'm only afraid of him who is almighty every other fear under heaven is not a concern to me so death I'm not afraid um whatever else I'm not afraid because I have feared the Lord. I've obeyed him. And because I've obeyed him, he said, Hey, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to give you eternal life. So now when I die, I don't have to be afraid of anything. So that's how we see that perfect love drives out fear. It's not fear of God because it's talking about um, the fear of um, man, the devil, all these things. When we have perfect love with God, which is perfect fear with God, perfect respect with him, then all other fears are out the window. Mm,
1: Definitely. Yeah.
0: um dad do you want to share um that um well which one do you want to do yeah well i was wondering maybe i
1: should read this deuteronomy yeah go for it because he he does describe the fear of the lord and and so uh, you know taylor he he shared about um when moses gave the ten commandments how to fear the lord but then then he he comes down the mountain moses come down the mountain and here, here, the Israelites are worshiping a golden calf. Come on. <laughs> um, you know, and they've already turned their backs on God and they, mm-hmm. they had, were impatient. And you know, the, the 10 commandments, God wrote with his finger on two tablets yep. and then Moses threw them to the ground. They, they broke. So he went back up on the mountain and he didn't eat or drink any water for 40 days. I
0: don't know how you and do he, that. <laughs> he,
1: he begged to God to forgive them and, he had to. He made him chisel out the Ten Commandments again on his own on the ta- on new tablets. Um, with that being said, and like you said, this is already the
0: God that had delivered them out of everything. I mean, you think when you see He can take out the whole Egyptian army, you'd be like, "I'm a little bit afraid of that guy." Yeah, you
1: know? yeah. And, and and they kept turning away, but you know that's another story, another time. But anyways, um, so then he um, he brings the tablets down just like the the first two, and he comes down and he and he says. And now, O Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good? Mm -hmm. To the Lord your God belong the heavens, even the highest heavens, the earth and everything in it, Yet the Lord set His affection on your forefathers and loved them, and He chose you, their descendants, mm. above all the nations, as it is today. Circumcise your hearts, therefore, and do not be stiff-necked any longer, for the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, mm. who shows you, shows no partiality. And accepts no bribes. He defends. He defends the cause of the four. The, excuse me, of the fatherless mm-hmm. and the widow, and loves the alien, giving him food and clothing. And you are to love those who are aliens, for you yourselves were aliens in Egypt. Fear the Lord your God and serve Him. Hold fast to Him and take your oaths in His name. He is your. He is your praise. He is your God who performed for you those great and awesome wonders you saw with your own eyes. I mean, he did such miraculous and wonderful things. It's it's really, I mean, he's trying to say, you don't need to fear me because what I can do to you, but more or less, look at what I've done for you. You know, right. it's, it's a fear me. I'm blessing you. I, I I'm showing you the way. Is it going to be easy? No, but.
0: Well, that's kind of the respect, too. It's like. What is respect? It's it's looking at someone's abilities, qualities, achievements, and being like, okay, you've garnered my respect, right? And God has for sure um, uh, earned all of our respect, and that's why He mm-hmm. has total righteousness to judge everyone. And then because He's like, I've given you a chance. I've sh- like you like you always say, Dad. Like, if you don't believe in me, believe in the miracles. Like I've shown you, but you still didn't fear me. You still didn't take me seriously, yes. right?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: I mean, you think about even like fear, uh, it's kind of just popping in my head, like and taking someone seriously, like even your friends. I don't have this just like gripping fear that goes around every single day, but I don't want to let them down because I fear that they would say something to me or or be uh, or, you know, be bummed out because I let them down. So in the same way, it's like I don't want to let down God and I don't I don't want to not take him seriously because that's actually showing that I don't really fear him um, or respect him, either or, because I'm not really taking him seriously. I'm, I'm not reading my Bible. I'm not praying. I'm not doing what he commands. I'm, I'm still living in my sin. Like, Do you fear God? Because it says if you do these things, you won't make it to the end,
1: but you're doing them, so really you don't fear God then. And he chose you, just mm-hmm. like he chose the Israelites. He said, I could have chosen any nation, but I chose you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. think about that. He's chosen you. To be grafted in also, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if he's choosing us, I mean, we we deserve him that. He's asking this from us, and we get eternal life at the end. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the glorious thing about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. it's easy to say, okay, those are all Old Testament verses, and he's talking about the Israelites, and mm-hmm. but we're trying to bring this together and and show you who God is is Mm -hmm. what is his character what is what are these aspects of god and he is so kind loving patient those Mm -hmm. things and he wants to pour those things out to you but he also asks certain things of us as i would ask my son of things or Mm -hmm. or just anybody that comes and lives in my house or stays with us or visits us Mm -hmm. i mean if you invite someone into your home and he walks in, he wouldn't jump on your couch with his shoes on. Right. Unless because he he's, didn't respect you. Right. But yeah. he, he wouldn't, because I'm opening my house right. to you with a piece. And he's, so in that same respect, he's respecting me by mm-hmm. obeying an unwritten law about right. jumping on someone's couch with their shoes on. Right. You
0: know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, well, I kind of think too, it's like, you know, people want to say that, well, God changed from the old Testament to new Testament. Okay. Even though it says, you know, um, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's say, let's say maybe he did change. He didn't, but let's just take that argument. But still, if you're gonna say he's perfectly righteous, well, it talks about that all of his judgment is righteous judgment, is righteous anger. So how would that change later? There's only one kind of righteousness. So how would all of a sudden, if he changed, but you're still gonna call him righteous, how is he that he, oh yeah, he used to punish people, but now he's like, no, I don't. I'm not going to do that anymore because I'm love, But that's then not being righteous because, the, for instance, people listening, if, if let's say you have, um, you know, um, oh, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought, but <laughs> I, what I was going to say, but basically it's not, oh, oh, yeah, let's say you have like some kids, right? And then um, they disobey you and then you never punish them. Would anyone ever call that good parenting? I mean, I personally, I'm not saying punishing by you have to, you know, spank him or whatever. I mean, you can come up with your own punishment. My point is, if you just would allow your kid to just do whatever and never ever say anything, what do you think that's going to do for the kid? You think that's going to help him, or you think that's going to make him worse off in life? So, with the same way with God, it's like, how can you call him good, but at the same time say, yeah, but he's not, he's not a God who judges anymore. He's not, he's not a God we need to fear anymore. But. Why he's a good father we sing that song if he's a good father he then has to also keep his children accountable and also call us out and and set boundaries like oh Taylor you can't do that no you need to do this just like how dad you would do that for me too i would call you not a very good father if you never punished me i would walk well, all over you and
1: i think also comes along with that is the blessings and that's why they go hand in hand with god he's he's laying out the fact that your life will go well. You will live long if you obey my commands. Mm-hmm. I always think about, you know, when I was, we first had kids, you know, a lot of people say, don't spoil them, don't spoil them. Well, and and there is a lot of truth to that. You don't want to spoil them and give them something for nothing. But I believe that, you know, I wouldn't give my kids something, money just for for not doing anything. But when they did do something, I'd probably overpay them. For an example, mm. um, you know, because I saw that they did it and they did it well. And so then there's reward for that. And mm-hmm. I think it it's, it's sent a message also like, okay, my dad can punish me for not doing good. Mm-hmm. But he also is really kind and showing blessings to me by pouring out a blessing to and us. And if you could but, choose, you would much rather always bless.
0: Right. But oh, we yeah. have to hold up our part of the right. deal.
1: And I, I think you know those. If if God didn't do those things, then He would. There would be chaos constantly. We don't have any rule of law. Just like the world wouldn't be mm-hmm. anywhere if it didn't have a rule of law. You can see the countries that that are are um, you know run amuck because of that. Yeah. Um. And I think um we're going to try to make a connection here between. Well, we're not going to try. We're going to make a connection <laughs> <do> here <laughs> between God and and Jesus. Um, and if you don't mind, Taylor, I was just no, thinking, go let's for it. No. Go, we can go to Matthew um, 10. And Jesus is uh, getting his 12 disciples together, and he's going to send them out. And um, he, he wants to send them out and go into people's homes. And he tells them, "Let's! I want you to go pre- preach the message, or mm-hmm. this message, that the kingdom of heaven is near. He wants them to heal the sick, raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy and drive out demons. No big deal. Yeah. So <laughs> some easy things. <laughs> yeah. He tells them, don't take anything. Don't mm-hmm. take any gold, silver, copper, anything. Just just go out on your journey. And he, he, the reason why I think he was doing this is to set up that. Find somebody, a person, a person that's a peace, mm-hmm. and you'll find somebody that wants to help you. And those are the people that want to hear your message about the kingdom. Yeah. Um, he said, uh, whatever town or village you enter, search for some worthy person. Mm-hmm. Ser- search for that person there and stay at his house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. Mm-hmm. So you'd know when you go in someone's house if you're welcomed or not. This is a, this is what he's saying. Yeah. Because if it's if you're just trying to go out and preach the gospel to people that aren't receiving, you're going to find a really hard time. Mm-hmm. You got to find someone that's of peace that's looking for, you know, somehow um, to receive what you have to offer. And, and that's what he's saying here. He says, let your peace rest on it. If it is not let your peace return to you. If anyone will welcome you or listen to your words, if they won't do that, shake the dust off your feet. When you leave that home or town, I tell you the truth, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town." So uh, yeah, he's looking for a person of peace. If they're not a person of peace, they're not receiving what you have to, and basically what was your message? you're 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 that the kingdom of heaven is near jesus Mm. is here um and we know what happened with sodom and gomorrah right taylor i mean yeah it was destruction destroyed yeah from heaven so that he's he's saying (laughs) i tell you the truth it's going to be bad for them and this is jesus saying this Mm.
0: and we want to look at that and be like oh that's so mean but what is he supposed to say we'll get him next time i mean that's we have to look at Every encounter, even someone who well, actually more so for someone who's not a Christian, you you might only have one chance to hear it fully and accept it before it's too late. So like he's saying, I mean, yeah, it sounds hurtful, but what if all those people never hear the truth again? They might have this one chance that the disciples got sent out. And that's it, that's and it. yeah, it'll mm-hmm. if they push it out, it will be much more worse because we know that hell is eternal fire, not just fire from heaven that just right. destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah real quickly.
1: and then Jesus goes on, he warns them it's not going to be easy this is this is a tough world, as we all know, right mm-hmm. He says, "I am sending you out like sheep among wolves, therefore be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves." It's interesting, right? Mm -hmm. But be on your guard against men. They will hand you over to the local councils and flog you in their synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. Mm. At that time, you will be given what to say it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Mm-hmm. Brother will, be, will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will, re, will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Mm-hmm. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. I tell you the truth, you will not finish going through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. So until the ends of the earth are reached for for God, right, Mm -hmm. for Jesus. A student is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the student to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebub, right? Mm -hmm. How much more the members of his household. So they're going to call you Satanist or devil you know, because they call Jesus that same thing. So do not be afraid of them. There is nothing concealed that will will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. Mm -hmm. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the housetops. So don't it says, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, mm-hmm. but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Yeah, so that, that's that's fear of the Lord right there, right? Because mm-hmm. the only person that can put you in hell is is God, the Father. And
0: that's connecting it with Jesus and God, because people want to say, oh, Jesus isn't like that, but right. Jesus is
1: the one that will judge them. Judge it, yeah. And it goes on to say, "Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your Father." Mm-hmm. So he, God, is going to do. He, it, everything goes through the Father. He is the ruler of all things, no matter what. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Mm. Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my father in heaven. Mm. That goes back to that verse you just read about.
0: Don't fear. um, uh, Do not be afraid of those who can kill the
1: body, right? People, but be afraid of God. Same thing, like, if we're fearing man more than we're fearing right. God, I mean, which you know we all do. We, we're like, oh, I don't want to talk to him on the phone. Oh, that guy, I'd keep. You know, mm-hmm. what if I, I say this? Oh, it'll offend them. Oh,
0: uh, but we don't
1: know. put ourselves in check and how we could be hurting God and what our words say or what we're doing or what mm-hmm. we're doing every day in life. Um, Jesus. Well, even
0: just being ashamed of the gospel is basically mm-hmm. caring more about what someone's going to think of you when you say it than thinking, well. God told me to share this and I need to share it with this person. So it's the same thing. It's like you're having more fear of men and what they can do to you. And, and even, I mean, in our society today, yeah, it might get worse, but really we're just afraid of like not being liked. I mean, back then they were literally afraid of being killed. But well, we're afraid of pain. But yeah. Back then it was, but now it's like, well, you know, if they say something mean about me or like on Instagram. Yeah. You know, which is real, but, you know, we have to really put ourselves well, and, in check. And, like, he can destroy our soul.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, Jesus is telling us, it will be hard in this life. You yeah. will be ostracized. Mm-hmm. You will not be liked. People, and and he's going to tell you his point right here. And, yeah. and we need to, these words, listen to these words. These are powerful words to me. I mean, it makes me put myself in check also. Definitely. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace mm-hmm. to the earth. What does that mean, Taylor? Do not suppose to bring that I have come to bring peace. I'm not here just to bring peace. Mm -mm. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword, for I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. So he's quoting the Old Testament, Micah Mm -hmm. seven six.
0: Yeah. Anyone. So if that wasn't valid. Why is he quoting?
1: Right, right. I mean, Jesus quotes the Old Testament. I I want to be clear,
0: too. Like, his name is Prince of Peace, but remember, he's coming twice, right? The first time was you got to separate the the lamb from the sheep. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to—or the the sheep from the goat. You either got to decide for me or not for me. And then in the end, once we're judged, yes, he will establish peace forever. He is a God of peace, but it first starts with separation from evil. I mean, even— You know, when he calls us, he calls us to cleanse ourselves from evil. We have to, there's a separation
1: that takes place, you know, so. Sorry, this is so long, but it's so good. I just want to continue on. Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Mm Mm-hmm. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for me for my sake will find it. Mm-hmm. So it just keeps pointing back to him. Pointing. Right. We're, we're dying to ourselves. We're, we're, we're separating what we think we need all the time, me, me, I, I, and it turning it into what our focus is on Jesus. Yeah. He who receives, he who receives you receives me. So he sent them out. The people that are going to receive them. Will also receive Jesus. Mm -hmm. So that peace. If we don't find that person a peace, move on because they're not going to. If they're not receiving you, they're not going to receive Him. Mm -hmm. And he who receives me receives the one who sent me, which is the Father. Anyone who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And anyone who receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. And if anyone gives a cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he is my disciple, I tell you the truth, he will certainly not lose his reward. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it, it feels like there's so much in there, and it just but it, it just mm-hmm. tells you he's he's given you things that if if you're if you're you know putting your mother, your father, your wife. There's there's, a, there's an order. He mm-hmm. has to be in the in the center, in the front. And I think when he, we do that, we see, we reap so much from it because yeah. everything else goes well. Like the verse you talked about before, yeah. your life goes yeah. well. You live long because you, you're forgetting that mm-hmm. it's not about us. It's about him. He is our focus. It's a
0: rearranging and a also placing your trust in him, not yourself. Because you think, oh, this is how I'm going to line up everything so that my life will be good. But... He's saying, no, actually do all those things that are counter what you would think would be best. And actually, that's where you'll be blessed. And again, going back to, you know, um, fearing, uh, what's it called? Fearing man instead of fearing God. That's the whole thing with like, he came to split up man against his father. Because think about this. It's not necessarily that he doesn't want, you know, kingdom families and all this stuff. No, but it's the fact that, okay... When your family is going to ostracize ostracize you for being a Christian, are you going to choose their acceptance and approval, or are you going to choose God? Because that's actually when the fear comes in. Because the the person who doesn't fear God, which if fear is the beginning of knowledge, then they all actually don't know God either. They're going to say, um, kind of foolishly, that well, God will forgive me if I, you know, um, if I uh, don't talk about Him around my family, or you know, I, I act a different way. I'm going to tell them I'm not a Christian. You know, that's like the Christians in the early days being like, well, I'll just say Caesar is Lord, even though that doesn't mean anything. No, you either fear God or you fear man and there's no in between. So that's why he said he came to split up people and and to break you out of your comfort. You know, like like in the wake up episode, you know, you want to sit in your church because you feel comfortable with it and you feel like. yeah, But everyone accepts me and everyone knows me. And, you know, if I broke out, people are going to say this and and this and this. And, you know, it's going to be division and God doesn't like division. But he does like division when you are going towards God. It's up to other people if they want to create division. That's not God. You're do- taking the right path. It's their choice if they're going to take that path or not too. And that's again why he says, "I'm here to break people up, break you out of your comfortability. You're either going to follow me or man, there's no in between." And even even if my dad was perfectly following Jesus, I'm not going to follow him. I'm going to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. He might help me to dis- might disciple me, but same thing, you know, like breaking us up not not even in like a mean way but it's more so like dad listen i gotta really seek god on this like i love what you have to say about this or that but have to own let me now. ask god first yeah. you know so i think it's that rearranging of like when you fear god you put him above it all you obey him and everything else just starts coming in line you know
1: yeah when when isaiah, isaiah was um prophesying um in chapter 11 of isaiah he He spoke about Jesus, which he called um, the stump of Jesse. I'll just read it for you real quick. It just kind of tells about Jesus. He says, uh, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear, bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of power the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes Mm. or decides by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, with the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt, and faithfulness the sash around his waist. So he's prophesying of Jesus mm-hmm. and he's saying what he will do. And these are when the time comes, he will be a just judge. Judge. Yeah. Which is, is really good. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that those those are prophets. I, I keep cool. thinking of um, you know, I guess maybe now's a good time to say it because I think we're gonna read into to uh psalms a little yep. bit but but jesus said um this is what i took this is back in luke i'm just gonna mm-hmm. he said this is what i told you while i was still with you everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of moses mm-hmm. the prophets mm-hmm. and the psalms which is the whole Old testament pretty much right right and i mean isaiah <laughs> Uh, you know, there's been, there's so much prophecy on Jesus is coming and who yeah. he will be and what he will do.
0: That- well, I was going to say too, it's like, you know, for people who say, yeah, but I want to know Jesus. So that's why I read the New Testament. Well, it's like, well, one, did you know Jesus has come back half of the times so he's going to come? He came back once. He's actually coming back again. So he's come back half. So if you want to know still more about Jesus, then why aren't you reading the Old Testament? Why aren't you reading Revelation? Right. Yeah. You're reading the Gospels. Those are great, of course, but that's half of the picture. That's half of the picture. And actually, that's a third of the Trinity right there. You know, like you need to break into Acts. But I just think of like, you know, all of the Old Testament is actually also about Jesus. Like, I mean, you know, there is some debate, but like David Pawson talks about, like, who was in the burning bush? You know, like um, who are the who who is all the prophets prophesying about. When David
1: was talking in the Psalms, he's he talked about his Lord being before the Lord. Lord.
0: Right. (laughs) So Jesus is all throughout the whole Bible. And again, there's prophecy still about Jesus coming to judge that has not been fulfilled. So if you want to know about Jesus before he's even here, go to the Old Testament because it talks about that. And if the Bible is perfect, like Jesus said, like we just quoted out of the Bible, that Jesus's job— Not only job, just what he did innately was to fulfill everything that he spoke to the prophets. He spoke to the prophets those things about himself, and then he came and fulfilled them all. So, well, the ones that he was able to fulfill until he comes back the second time, um, and then he'll fulfill the rest. So, again, Jesus did everything he sees the Father doing, right? And he did everything that was prophesied about him in the Old Testament, right? And where do we find out about the Father and about what they wrote about Jesus, the Old Testament. So
1: very think, valid. I think for me as well. I mean, like I, we, we focus on Jesus because growing up we're told it's just about Jesus is about Jesus, which mm-hmm. it is. And Jesus was there in the beginning. Yeah. So, um, but I don't think you can truly know who Jesus was until you see the character of God. You got to know who God is first mm-hmm. and then you'll, you'll start to get revealed who Jesus really is. And that's where it changed for me because I I knew who Jesus was, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know who God was. And once I started studying the Old Testament and really understanding who God was, it really opened my eyes to who Jesus is. And it made that love even more so. It's kind of like when you meet a kid and you're like, I wonder why he's like
0: that. And then you meet the father and you're like, it makes sense, yeah. good or bad. <laughs> so it's almost the same with, with Jesus. Like we kind of need to see how uh-huh. the father looks so we can understand the, the son, you know? And yeah, I just, that kind of popped my head. It's yeah, kind of funny. That,
1: that is good. <laughs> That's really good.
0: But yeah, no, I, I I agree with him. Like I'm actually been reading through the Old Testament majority in the last three months and not as much in the new because I read a lot of new before that. I'm um, just trying to read through the whole Bible and actually finding just as much, fulfillment and devotion and and all the, like all the stuff you need in the morning to learn and also get filled up with God, but also just really learning about who God is and, um, his love. Like it is weird, but for me uh, personally, and I think if you read the old Testament, you'll find this as well, reading about his judgment and his justice and, and all of those like hardcore things actually makes you see his love a lot more because he talks about how long he actually held off his wrath from people. We always say, oh, the Old Testament is about wrath, but it's actually really about how long it took for God to show his wrath in a lot of circumstances and how much grace he had already given. I mean, think about it. Why did he send Jesus in the first place? It was the final act of mercy. He had given his own mercy to the Israelites over and over and over again. And then finally, his last act of mercy was literally to send his son in the flesh to die for everyone, Mm -hmm. so... The Old Testament is much about mercy and love as it is about um, fear and and um, destruction. But you really can't even have one without the other because how can you experience love unless there's a punishment on the other end?
1: That's such a good point, Taylor, because uh, just looking at the Israelites and you think they deserve death so many times going <laughs> no. against God. I mean – he, he, you know, they followed him in a in a, in a, a cloud and in a, a, a pillar of fire. Mm-hmm. He was leading them right up to the, the Red Sea where they were doomed. They didn't know what to do. And he opened the Red Sea. And, I mean, he constantly showed up for them. Mm-hmm. He was giving them, you know, food out of the sky. Mm-hmm. And when they complained, he gave them um, um, bird, yeah. you know. And it was miles and miles of bird more than they could ever. And they still complained. They still want oh, yeah. it. It just shows you a picture of how much um, grace he has for us, mm-hmm. um, mercy. Um, yeah, and
0: and I don't even think that personally for me that I don't even think that when he eventually would punish them, it wasn't like he boiled over and just went. I just I'm just going to no, destroy everything. Right. I really think it was an establishing of who he was, saying that okay, you're going to keep doing this. This is what I'm going to do because. Just like a child, they have to learn punishment. Eventually, you wean them off the punishment. And it, it kind of reminds me of how it says, you know, in the New Testament, there's now no more condemnation for those who are in Christ. Like, the more you obey and the more you continue to live and repent, all of a sudden, his punishment and all that stuff isn't something that even Paul talks about. I don't even have to be worried about that anymore. I don't fear death anymore anymore. But he had to establish himself as a young generation, as a young people, even people without the Holy Spirit that like, listen, when you don't obey, death happens. And not only like me causing you to have death, like when we all die, we will all be judged. So just establishing that you will have to pay no matter what way you look at it, even if you live a great life, you live, you die a natural death. You will have to pay for what you've done in the end. So I really think it was to establish the rules more so than it was to just, Oh, he just got angry and just, just decided to, you know, be a jerk and go ballistic. No, it was actually again, out of love so that we could look back at history. We could look at his character and be like, okay, I don't want to do these things because there is punishment. Um, And I think, We see even with children that people actually respond well um, with a good amount of punishment and a good amount of boundaries because we all need boundaries. I mean, even in the garden, you know, like God said, you can do anything, just don't eat this tree. Um, He gave them boundaries to start out. So just a little
1: tidbit. Well, and I threw out the Bible. I mean, Paul, we we could talk about Paul because he's, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of the uh, New Testament and you know, a lot of people resonate with Paul <clears throat> and in Corinthians, second Corinthians, he talks about, you know, not being caught up with unbelievers because mm-hmm. you will, it'll be dangerous for you, <laughs> yeah. you know? So you, we got to separate ourselves from them. And and he says, touch no unclean thing. I will... Uh, I will be a father to you and you will be my son and daughter, says the Lord Almighty. And then he says, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves Mm -hmm. from everything that contaminates the body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. And that's what Taylor was talking Mm -hmm. about. That reverence is deep respect for God that we we. I mean we don't want to do those things cuz he can't be around those people. Mm-hmm. God can't be around sin. Um so he doesn't he knows it's not good. He, he doesn't want his people, his children to be around that either. It will contaminate the body yeah. and will end up contaminating the spirit. And, and Oh, and I was just going to say that's what's so cool about
0: the fear of the Lord, even as a different Hebrew word, is different from other fears because Other fears are, um, what's the word? They can happen at any time. Like you fear you might be broken into that can happen at any time. And it has nothing to do. There's no X factor in that. Like you just might be broken into, but with God, we have this blessed assurance. And even like Paul was just talking about, um, that you become holy when you, you know, have this reverence, um, that if I do what God commands and I follow him, he will never ever, um, I will never ever really have to fear the punishment or the, um, the wrath or anything because he doesn't do it to people that are undeserving. Now, obviously you can make the argument that we're all deserving, right? But, but because we have been washed and born again and filled with this Holy Spirit and are living in repentance, no, we don't have to fear that. And that's the beautiful thing about the fear of the Lord. We don't want people to walk away from this podcast thinking, Oh, now I gotta just be thinking about. I mean, if you're living a holy life, then there is no fear in the Lord. That's why perfect love casts out fear. Mm. Um, There is fear, but you're already acting it out. How? By, By walking it out, by repenting, by following God. It's not a fear that, oh, even if I'm doing everything perfectly, one day he might just decide to, you know, do something evil. That, again, is a tyrant. That's a worldly way of looking at a king or fear or, you know, fearing power because it's you know, corrupt. Or, that's not how God is. He's very, like we broke it down at the very beginning. If you do this, you get this result. If you do this, you get this result. And that's what's beautiful. And I think that's why, even though it is, there is a fear of like, oh, it's a little scary, like what he could do. Once you act on that fear and you say, okay, because I know what he can do, I'm going to repent. I'm going to turn away. I'm going to live for him. Then he lifts that and he's like, you yeah, know, you're not, we, we you're not in again. that wrath anymore. Um, And that's the Beautiful thing to me that it's not about being afraid to the point of causing, you know, anxiety. That's fear that comes from the devil. This is the fear that drives you to be better and to be
1: closer to God,
0: you know. Right. That's that's good. Do you want to read that
1: psalm verse or did yeah. you have a thought? Yeah, no, I'm well, you know me, I always have a thought. <laughs> me too. Um yeah, I don't it's not something we have to be scared of God. Right. But Once we get born again, our spirit can't, you know, you have the Holy Spirit. We Mm -hmm. have to learn to walk in the Spirit. Paul Mm -hmm. talks about walking in the Spirit. And what that means is, you know, the Holy Spirit doesn't like, he's the same. He's God, you know, inside of you. So you, you living in sin is separating you from the Father. Right. Okay, and that separation from the Father, if you're knowingly doing it, mm-hmm. is separating yourself and driving you away from God. And right. there's that fear that now, like we talked, Jesus saying of, you know, fear the one that can put you in hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, but That's if real. you if you stick to my my um, decrees, I will bless you an abundantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a great psalm. I love it. It's uh, Psalm 103. It's David. You know, and he's, he says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Mm-hmm. He's giving you his benefits, right? We gotta always remember his benefits. There's so many of them. He forgives all my sins and heals all my dis- my diseases. He redeems my life from the pit and crowns me with love and compassion. He satisfies my desires with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. Boom. <laughs> as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Oh, interesting thing, real quick, right there. Yeah. It's
0: basically saying that who are his children? Those who fear him. Because it's comparing, right. as a father's compassion on his children, the Lord, which is father, has compassion on, well, who are his children? Those who fear him. Right. Sorry, go on. I just yeah, no, that was, was cool. great. I'm
1: glad you did point that out. It's good to break these down because they're long. You know? Yeah, there's a lot. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. Mm -hmm. So man flourishes like the flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone. Mm -hmm. And its place remembers it no more. Here today, gone tomorrow, you know the saying? But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who what?
0: Fear him
1: him. (laughs) and his righteousness with their children's children. Mm -hmm. So this is something that's been handed down Mm -hmm. with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts.
0: That reminds me real quick, too, about just reading through the Old Testament, like a person like Solomon or even just the line of David, how because David feared God, uh, righteousness was poured down on his children, even Mm -hmm. though. A lot of them disobeyed and went against God. God still chose, even like Solomon, in the last third of his reign, he did evil. But God, I think it even says that he still blessed him and gave him a seat among David when he was buried because of what he had promised David. So it's cool. Like, this is something we can start out, as we always talk about, for. Our children and their children's children. Like when you fear the Lord, that is something that you can make run in the family. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is something that you, that you are your blessing kids. your family with. Yeah. yeah.
1: Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. Mm. And if I could just go back, because I, yeah. I think, you know, it's easy to misunderstand what it says in the beginning there, because David is breaking down that God knows mm-hmm. who we are. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems my life from the pit and crowns me with love and compassion. He satisfies my desires with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Mm-hmm. The Lord works Righteousness and justice for all the oppressed, what is oppressed it's you know we're 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 oppressed you're pressed down, right? Mm-hmm. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds of the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, mm-hmm. he's slow to anger, abounding in love, he's abounding in love and slow to anger. He knows that we're we're broken, and so great is his love for those who fear him, Just yes. going back to the he will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He does not treat us as our sins deserve, because you know we all deserve what Eternal you know the worst, death, yeah. or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love. Mm-hmm. But there's a catch for those who fear him. Mm-hmm. So, he has so much grace to give us, so much love to give us, so much mercy to give us if we fear Him. Mm-hmm. And when fear comes love from Him, and what do we have to do? Knowledge, to Obey His commands, obedient to Him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, he, he knows, the part that He knows who we are by His telling us that, you know, we should already be repaid for those things that mm-hmm. we're doing, but He's so, so merciful, Yeah, you know?
0: Yeah, no, and I love that. That's such a good, That's because um, it, Psalms 103, it yeah. talks about God as love and as all these amazing things. But like you said, it also has that catch of like, we we must fear him yeah. and we must obey him. That doesn't mean we earn it from the fear, but we won't get it at all if we don't. So it's not about earning. It's about just out of obedience. And when G- God sees your obedience, he blesses that. Um, but yeah, I love it, It's so packed with, kind well, of everything. and you
1: know, it's, it's tough. Cause in this world, we want to, you know, we're always wrongfully done. Uh, he wronged me. I just, yeah. you know, in, and, and Jesus is our example. He came here. He was without sin. <laughs> he walked this earth as a servant
0: Yeah.
1: and he's our example. And he was wrongly accused and he never stood up for himself. Right. And And he's telling us that it doesn't matter what people say to you or do to you. Mm-hmm. Don't fear them. Don't fear your father if he's going against my will. Don't fear your sister if she's going against my will. Your friends, I fear me. Mm-hmm. I am the I'm the one that can bless and mm-hmm. curse you. It's kind of crazy, too. It's like it all comes down to like literally,
0: Fear me and love me. Okay, those both mean obey me. So really all I have to do is put God first and obey me and everything else will go right for me. Like I don't have to worry about yeah. everything, anything, right? Like that's how he takes all our worries away. Like if, you, if you're if you sitting here like, oh, I'm worried about this. I'm worried. Well, are you focusing fully on God? Because he said that he will take all that away. But are you trusting in him to take it away? You know, like are you obeying him, right? Like everything comes easier and easier, the closer and closer uh, you get to God, and the more you obey Him and you follow
1: Him. Um, well, I think along with that comes those, you know, He's trying to warn us about sin mm-hmm. and what it does to our lives. Sin breaks down our, you know, diseases come through sin. There's open these doorways, and He's saying, "Look, things of this world are not the things of Me." Right. Okay, if you if you run into the things of this world and 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 you go after those things. Those things will tear down your not only your spirit but your your body. Right. He said to go in these houses and heal them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that healing also can be demonic. It can Mm -hmm. come from these things because he came to die on the cross for our sins and our iniquities. Right. And set us free. Set us free and heal the sick. You know, he's taken all that on, Mm -hmm. so we can. He's saying, listen, so obey me, do these things, you will be blessed, you will not live in sickness, you will not be sick, you will not have these burdens that push you away from me and, right. you know, of the world, and it'll turn you back to the who you're, and you'll have long life. How can you have long life if you're full of diseases and, you know, health problems? Mm-hmm. So he's saying, I'm going to bless you with these things if these things come in line. Mm-hmm. Obey me. Don't worry about the world. Don't worry about the world. Right. Um, yeah so it's
0: it sounds so simple (laughs) but it really kind of is in a way i mean it's it's not that it simple isn't always easy but that doesn't mean that it's not a simple concept yeah it's it's very simple it is hard i mean obviously like i mean someone is so excited to be free and then all of a sudden you tell them well you need to do this and this and this they're like maybe i don't want to be free you know because it it takes work to follow god but well just in closing um I, I think that's honestly a, the a perfect way to close. you want to say one more? Oh, I just
1: want to uh, just shout out to Taylor and thank you for having me on. Um, it's this, the podcast. I listen to them all. I'm blessed. He's our biggest um, fan. <laughs> I, I, Taylor's he's, he's being faithful and um, I love his heart for God. And um, Thanks, bro. I respect him and um, he does his research and he's, he knows how to share his heart and, um, and I love that about him, but I, it is a privilege and an honor to be here. And I Thanks, just, I thank you for that. And I, it's, wow, I'm blessed just to look at you and know you're my son and that you are, um, you know, that God is glorified with this. It's, this he, he really is doing this to glorify God and, and, and mm-hmm. we should be looking at, you know, his glory at all times. Amen. Nothing that we get glorified um, by. Yeah. So thank you.
0: Thank you, bro. That means a lot. Can you pray us out? Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs>
1: uh, Lord, again, I thank you um, for this awesome time with my son. This is a little surreal, um, and I feel so blessed um, to be here, to watch it all come together. Um, I pray that um, this message that Taylor and I um, put out, that it was received well and with love, Um and we, we thank you, Lord, that you've equipped us with your word that's living and alive, yeah. Lord. The more I read it, it just comes alive for me. And I pray that it it blesses somebody else, Lord. And I thank you for that, Lord. I pray that somebody is hearing this, Lord, and they, that helps them to even go back on the podcast more and, and, mm-hmm. and hear um, the teachings that Taylor has. And Lord, that they seek out to be born again and what that means, Lord, and that they re- will repent and be baptized filled with the holy spirit lord i pray that you're you, as times get crazy in this world and, and and that people are searching for somebody that they are something that they find this podcast they find you lord they find their steps to becoming born again lord and and set free lord many so many people are are tied up in in, in, in some sort of demonic um, area that need to be set free. There's no shame. There's no condemnation, Lord. Um, our family is here God. to help, and we reach out to anybody, Lord, that that is um, interested. Uh, we do as a family. We love it. We thank you for for that blessing, Lord. And we just we just pray that this this message is 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 received well, Lord, mm-hmm. that, and that they it really has um, cut to the heart and. Um, uh, that they seek more, mm. Lord. That's all we all we can ask, Lord. That we can it truly be that they will be truly blessed by it, Lord. We just praise you and all that you do. That you sit on high, Lord, and we glorify you. We pray, pray that this was a blessing to you, um, mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and and at the end of the day, Lord, that because this is definitely a blessing for us, and we mm. praise you, and we just ask that um, that your will will be done mm. on so. earth as it is in heaven. Until you come again, Lord Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, thanks, Dad. Um, I just want to say that I really respect you as well, and just he's my biggest inspiration besides Jesus. So thanks, thanks. <laughs> we've been trying to do this for like two two months now, so that, that was awesome, and uh, I look forward to many more episodes together. Um, But yeah, feel
1: free, guys. Anybody that wants to reach out, and and Taylor's always available, and he's um, got a huge heart, and and our Mm -hmm. family is here too for for anything. Even if
0: you need prayer for anything, reach out. Uh, We share all of our burdens together, and I think that's biblical um so yeah guys thank you once again for listening thank you for supporting season two of the podcast i guess this is the end of season two but season three will be coming out in the next few weeks here and uh yeah i just again i want to thank you guys so much and um yeah i just pray that like my dad said that you guys would go back and um listen to the parts that may be confusing research this for yourself um you know erase anything that you find to be not biblical Amen. we have said If there is anything, um, search um, your heart and speak to God about all these things that you've heard. And um, yeah, continue to seek him. Continue to put him first. Um, We love you guys and uh, have a blessed, I guess this is Sunday. So have a blessed Sunday, you guys. Goodbye.